Amen. You know, I'm, I'm so excited to be with you this morning, and uh, I appreciate everything the Keelings do back there. Tyler and Trudy are incredible back with the children, as you can already tell. Now, one of the things that I say here is that we don't have volunteers. We have team members. Volunteer sounds optional. Team member says, if you're not there, we got a situation. Right? We had some team members last night at the A&M game decided not to show up, but we'll talk about that later. Also talking about Matt's uh, uh, bun. What do you call it? man bun? It's hard for me to put man in front of bun. I don't know what, why that's hard, Matt. You need to know something about Matt. Matt was four years in the core at Texas A&M with a buzz cut. And so, uh, maybe, you know, he just wanted to see what his hair would do. So he's grown it out and has a, has a little do. And if you don't like it, we'll put some money in his bucket back there and cut it off. <laughs> now, are we going to get spiritual today or not? I tell you what, that worship was awesome, and it, it just, thank you, Allison and team, it, it just wonderful worship this morning, powerful connection. I'm going to start a little bit different. This is, well, thank you. If you want to clap, clap. Yeah, yeah. But the glory goes to the Lord, right? It goes to our Father for sure, because uh, He's in our midst. I'm going to start a little bit different, so those of you in the back, just stay with me. Don't let me throw a curveball at you, but I'm going to. All right? Um, I'm going to open and read this scripture, this passage first. And then we'll come in and we'll kind of unpack this passage a little bit for the year of 2021. It comes from our membership, our membership booklet. We talk about this a little bit. And it's from Habakkuk chapter 2. And this is what it says. I will stand on my guard post and station myself at the rampart. And I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me. So this is a prophet. This is a prophet and he's saying, hey, I'm going to go out. Beyond the city gates, I'm going to go to the rampart. The rampart was a high, elevated area. It was either uh, man-made or it was God-made. So he was going out to station himself there. And he says, he will speak to me and how I may reply when I'm reproved. That's interesting to me because he's saying, uh, I'm I'm liable to get in trouble for this because I got some things in my heart that I need to take before God. And I need to, I need to hear what he's going to say. And I'm going to stay there until I hear him speak to me. So he's got a little bit of anger, a little bit of frustration taking place in his heart. Now watch how this unpacks. <clears throat> then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run for the vision is yet for the appointed time, though it hastens toward the goal and it, it will not fail, though it tarries, wait for it. For it will certainly come, it will not delay. There is a word of God that is for the people of God that is coming for us in the year of 2021. And I want to talk about that with us today. Many of us are disappointed with 2020. Many of us are frustrated with some things that happened over 2020. It makes sense that we would be to some degree. But just because some of you partied on Thursday night and thought it was going to change Friday morning, guess what? 17 days from now, we could have a different president of the United States. Two days from now, the Senate could change hands. That didn't change. It didn't change. I'm not trying to be political here. I just want to be realist for you. Thursday, we had a spike in COVID cases here in Amarillo, Texas. Man, thanks, Curtis. I thought this was the good news. You know, I thought you were supposed to preach the gospel. That's the good news, by the way. When I look at this and we celebrate and 
And, and, and yet at the same time, we've got to be realist in some of this. I mean, there, there's a mutation now on the COVID, if you haven't seen. It's found now in California and Colorado and Florida. Man, what, what are we going to do? I thought 2021 was going to be different. I thought it was going to look different. Well, listen, if it's going to look any different, it's going to have to be uh, looking different through a different lens that we saw 2020. And I thought 2020 was perfect vision, but that's not necessarily perfect vision. And we got sideswapped, if you will, in some ways, looking at 2020 and looking through the lens of 2020. So what's going to make 2021 different? It, it's going to be different because of the decisions and the choices that you and I make for 2021. The, we, we hold a lot more power and a lot more instruction than, than what we even understand as the body of Christ. We may not be in control as I spoke of last week, but the, but we know the one who is in control. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. In John chapter 14, verse 18, listen to these words of Jesus. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. His promise is that he is here for us forever. He's not left us. The question is, have we left him? Romans 8.15. I love Romans 8.15. You're going to know this scripture when I, when I give it to you. This is the Apostle Paul. Now, let me say a few things about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, of course, he was shipwrecked uh, more than once, but one major shipwreck. He was snake-bitten. He was thrown into prison many times over for his faith. He was under house arrest, and many of you have felt like you're under house arrest. Uh, some of you at home right now in some ways are under house arrest, if you will, right? You're being quarantined. I mean, what all is, is going on? Now, what I love about the Apostle Paul is he says, well, you know what? All these things happen to me and are happening to me, and yet they do not define who I am, nor the will of God that's going to happen through my life. He says, for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. Now, for for some of us, we're fearful going into 2021. For some of you, when I just gave you some of those poor reports, if you will, it, it, it creates this anxiety. It creates this fear within us. Well, think about the Apostle Paul, everything that he walked through in life, and he gets to this place where, where he says, you know what? I'm not going to have a spirit of slavery. I'm not going to have that on me. That slavery comes from the spirit of fear. But you've received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. That we have a Father that if we'll cry out to Him, if we'll earnestly seek Him, He will answer us because He loves His children. I started out with Habakkuk. And it's going to be very important to what we learn today, guys, because here is a, is a man who also is in many ways struggling. In many ways, the people around him are in confusion. In many ways, the people around him, those who supposedly know God, look just like the population they're called to serve. You don't know if they know God or not. There's no power within them. And Habakkuk gives us direction. He seeks God. He earnestly seeks God to be the answer. Many of us pray diligently through this last year. My question is, did you connect to God through this past year? 
Do you feel like your prayers make a difference? You see, if we were just about spiritual disciplines, this is what I would tell you this morning. I would tell you to read your Bible. And many of you made resolutions already, a New Year's resolution. I'm going to read my Bible all the way through this year. That is a wonderful resolution. But some of you have already failed. Maybe I should put it this way. Some of us. I had a New Year's resolution that I haven't started yet. Makes sense, does it? So today I want you to know something. That God is looking for His people to connect or reconnect for 2021. And normally I would say, if we were just talking about spiritual disciplines, I would say, yes, definitely start with reading your Bible. Today I want to take it to number two, to pray. Pray fervently. Know your rampart and what ramparts you're praying for. Go to your ramparts. Ramparts would be found outside of the city. Like I said, they were either man-made or they were natural. They would, they were usually on a higher piece of ground outside of the city gates. Guards could go out and they could watch for the enemy. They could also look back and know what was taking place at the city. And so here's a prophet who says, things are getting out of hand. Things are getting out of control. I need to go out to the rampart and I'm going to stay there until I hear the Lord speak to me. As a matter of fact, he says, until even though I may be reproved, meaning that I may be corrected for going out here with this type of spirit that is on me. Dangerous thing going before his God. But see, here's what I love. Habakkuk knew that he could trust his Lord. He knew that he could approach the throne of grace with confidence, just as Hebrews tells us. And so he was going to go out and station himself on behalf of himself and for his people. He's a great example. You know, he's one of the last books in the Old Testament, written to Judea approximately 640 years prior to Christ. Habakkuk was a righteous man, a prophet who knew how to connect with God through difficult circumstances. Even though the people around him had chosen not to, he gives us a practical example of how we, how we can and how we should integrate both, both prayer and worship into the fabric of our daily lives. The timing of this prophecy is so significant to where we are today, church. It is for 2021. You see, he, he, he was sandwiched. Right between the Assyrian, uh, where the Assyrians would come in and conquer. And a little bit later, the Babylonians would, would have the Babylonian exile. They would send God's people throughout the land and they would be slaves again. And he's sandwiched as a prophet right between here. And he's kind of like Jeremiah in the sense that his people won't listen to him. He's trying to tell them, connect, reconnect. Let me show you by example. Let me go out and station myself at the rampart. I'll tell you what the Lord is saying. But the people of God have to show up. They've got to remember. See, at the time of his prophecy, it has become clear that Judea would not learn from the mistakes of Israel. Israel had already fallen a a couple hundred years prior. Judea had avoided the consequences of their sinful actions. But now there was no significant difference between the people of God and the godless nation that was about to invade their land. You might be able to argue that it was easier for God to use the Babylonians than the Jews at this time due to their spiritual apathy. See, sometimes I think that that even describes me. I've become a little bit apathetic or sometimes I become a little apathetic towards my prayer life, towards my spiritual life. I see things in the natural instead of the supernatural. 
And he's a great example for us. If we're not for the righteous deeds of this one man and those who learned from God through him, the entire nation might have been completely destroyed. But he showed them how to connect, how to reconnect to God. The first way he did this, by the way, is by remembering the stories of God's greatness. You know, I love the fact that we had communion a while ago. And what does Jesus say? Do this in what? Remembrance. Great. You pass the test. Do this in remembrance of me. Remembrance is a gift from God. It is a gift of God to us to remember his greatness. This is what I love about studying scripture is sometimes I just have to remember God's faithfulness. And the way I do that is through scripture. And then we have the opportunity to pray his word because as we pray his word, his word tells us that it does not return void. Mine will. The peoples did during his time. But when he went out and stationed himself on the ramparts, you see what God told him. He said, okay, now inscribe it on tablets so the people may run with it, run with it. In other words, your vision should be so focused for 2021 that you could write it down and you could hand it off to who's ever nearest you. Possibly even hand it off to the next generation. He remembered God's greatness. You know, it's said that when trials come, you're only as good as the training you have. It's true. I mean, we have a Sentinel team here. That is, uh, most of them are either police or law, have been in law enforcement or, uh, in military or have been in the military and, and they're found throughout the church. And I hate that we live in a day and time where we've got to have them, but it's just where we are today. And they, they train and they, they train with each other. And, and, and what I love about this is they understand something that if anything were to ever break out, they're only as good as what the training they have. You're going to fall back to that level of training that you have. That's kind of the way life is. Habakkuk understood this. You see, he knew to, to, to do what he knows. Look, it looks like things are kind of falling uh, apart around me, but I've got a place I can go. I can go out to the rampart and I'm going to station myself there and I'm going to hear on behalf of me and on behalf of my people what God says. He knew how to do that. We find in, in chapter 1, verse 12, Lord, are you not from everlasting? In other words, Lord, you are eternal. You saw this thing happening. My God, my Holy One, you will never die. You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. Now, he's talking about the Babylonians here. He's saying you've appointed them to execute judgment on us because we are not walking with you. You know, so many times we think that Judgment comes after we die. We, we read the Matthew 7, and, and we kind of walk through that and think, well, you know, uh, do not judge lest you be judged, so I'm not going to judge. I mean, there are consequences of me being judgmental or me being judged by God himself. Let God be the judge, right? We say all kinds of things. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and, and all of that's true. But, but you need to know that just as there is an eternal judgment, there is also temporal judgments. Those of you who have had affairs and been caught. I bet somebody judged you. I'm just guessing. I'm not after you. I'm just saying, see, there are consequences for our actions. And that's what he's saying here. He's saying, hey, look, there's a Babylonian thing 
that's going on. The Lord's appointed them to execute judgment, but you, Lord, are my rock. You have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. He's remembering his God. Remembrance is very important as we follow God. He knew God was and is approachable. I've already said this, but he was not afraid of having an honest conversation with God. Let me tell you something, church. God is bigger than your feelings. He's greater than your emotions. You can run to him when you're happy. You can run to him when you're sad. You can run to him, watch this, even when you're mad. He can handle it. Here's a great example of a man who was frustrated with his people. He's frustrated with his country. He's frustrated with the direction of the people of God and the way that they are going. So he runs out and he stations himself at the rampart and he says, I'm staying here. Somebody's going to hear me. God's going to hear me. He's going to answer me. I'm not leaving. I'm going to be more stubborn. And God said, hmm, your emotions don't stir me. Your frustrations don't rock me, but your willingness to come and speak to me has moved me to answer you. Powerful thing there. Powerful. So Habakkuk 2.1, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may reply when I am reproved. He wasn't afraid of an unapproachable God. Some of us screw up thinking that God is unapproachable, that we can't come near Him, or if we do come near Him, we may wind up being smote. I love that word, and those of you who have been around me long enough know I love that word. But I don't want to be smote. That's like the word. See, instead of Habakkuk having uh, being afraid of God, he has an honest conversation with God. He probably prayed in some ways out of his frustration. Why is this happening? He wanted to get to the highest place, position himself there, and see what God would say. How many of us are willing to run out to the highest place and sit and say, God, I'm staying here until I hear your voice clearly? For the rampart, as I look back and I pray over my, my own ramparts, over my family, over my community, over my church. I'm going to stay here till I hear you. I'm sure he was probably hurt in some ways. He was discouraged to some degree. He felt a little confused. People wouldn't listen to him. But he knew where to go to get the answers for life. And he was willing to do it. See, in 2021, church, if I could encourage us to do anything, is begin to establish your ramparts your place of prayer, your place of hearing from God. Learn to identify where those need to be. John Wesley said it this way. He said, prayer is where the action is. If you want to be active in your faith, then pray, then meet with God and know that God earnestly desires to meet with you. It begins with our homes. It begins in our marriages which leads us to a place where we'll pray over this nation. We have a responsibility to seek Him with our whole heart while He can be found. 
Not half-hearted prayers, but a full-hearted prayer. A relationship must be tendered. It must be prepared. It must be in conversation. Jeremiah 29, 13, we don't quote this enough. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. It's amazing to me that the very disciples go to Jesus and they say, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, and when you pray, pray then this way, our Father who art in heaven. Here's the neat thing. He's saying, identify the Father because it will help you identify yourself as sons and daughters of the Most High God. And who would not run to a loving Father? When you pray, pray this way, our Father, our family first, my rampart has been established. When you pray. So you see, it's in His name, church, where we get ours. So it should start with our Father. It's in our Father's name where we get our name, where we are created, where His will has been done because we walk this earth now. For such a time as this, 2021. Pray at all times for your rampart. This is a difficult thing to be in an attitude of prayer. I pray in the spirit more than I, I pray out loud. It, it, it's just, uh, it's just a way that, that I pray. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't have a time set aside in the mornings to pray aloud. I prayed with the intercessory prayer team this morning. I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. What I'm saying is pray at all times. The apostle Paul tells us to pray continuously. Pray at all times. Set times are good times, but all the time is the best time. So, so here in some ways, when I look at Habakkuk, that's a hard word for me to say. That's a hard name. Let's just call him H. When I think of him, I think, yeah, he had set times as a prophet, but now he's saying, my goodness, I need to be out there till I truly hear from God. I'm going to stay out here and pray all the time until I hear. Scripture tells us, of course, the Spirit intercedes for us. You know why the Spirit intercedes for us? So oftentimes the Spirit intercedes for us for them. For others to bring others to mind because the greatest among you will be the servant of all, meaning that your rampart might need to expand because as you pray, God brings more under your prayer of protection, under your prayer of priority. That that's what God is looking looking for. Those who seek me will find me. Have you ever found God on behalf of others? It's a wonderful thing. You see, God really convicted me about this not long ago. I, I've been praying against the COVID-19. I've been praying for people to survive it. I've been praying for people in the hospital. You have too. You have too. I've had some of you call or send text messages or emails and you're frustrated. But God must not be here. Why is this, this terrible disease sweeping America and throughout the world and all these things? Does God really hear me? And, and, and what I felt like God was telling me in my prayer during this time is you pray for your will. Have you ever just, just quietened down to, to hear what I have to say? 
or are you demanding me to move on behalf of you? Whose kingdom is this? We are, we are so sometimes spoiled, including myself, church. I have to watch myself because I will pray for my will to be done over his will. How do we know? Well, we pray at all times in the Spirit, and the Spirit will begin to convict us or show us or encourage us. Corey Ten Boom, she said, don't just pray when you feel like it. Have an appointment with the Lord and keep it. So there are times that we need to have an appointment with the Lord for sure. Hopefully every morning. I believe when the dew is fresh on the field and it's lifting from the field, there's your best time to come and sit with the Lord because He desires to feed us. He desired to feed the Israelites that way. He desires to feed us through the manna of His Word. But keep that appointment and then know that you can pray at any time. See, when Habakkuk went to the rampart, he was establishing a meeting between he and the Lord. In some ways, of course, it was a challenge. Lord, show me, speak to me, make a difference through me. And the third and final point that I have for you this morning, church, you've never heard me preach this short, have you? Is, is, is simply to trust God with your ramparts. I had a question that was posed to me this week. What happens if this happens? What happens if this new strain takes this many out? And what happens if, if all this uh, uh, keeps us or prevents us from getting together? What happens if, and I, I finally had to stop there and just say, well, what happens if our trust is no longer in our Lord? What peace will we have trying to figure this out when we haven't established a rampart? We've got to trust God with our ramparts. Charles Spurgeon stated, if you cannot trust God for the temporal, how dare you trust Him for the eternal? Oh, guys, that's one that's been with me for years. I didn't say that. That's far more theologian than I'll ever be. I shouldn't pronounce that. Lord, uh, I want to be a great theologian, but I will say this. Charles Spurgeon's incredible, but listen to that statement. If you cannot trust God for the temporal, how dare you trust Him for the eternal? Put our days and nights in the Lord's care, and by the way, you'll be able to take a pillow on your boat as well. Learn to pray. Maybe the most basic here, but even the disciples had to ask. It's okay to ask the Lord, teach me to pray. Show me where my ramparts are. Show me where to go. Give me patience to hear you and to hear the way you would have me pray for others. Pray for my family. Pray for, for my church. Pray, pray for how God would, Lord, your kingdom would truly come to this earth. What that would look like. Look, don't let the what ifs define your 2021. What if, what if, what if. You know, if one's going to define it, what if you allowed God to be in control of your 2021? That you established your rampart. So church, where are your ramparts today? Are you meeting God there? Am I meeting God there? We're somewhat sandwiched. Could be a lot of changes. You know, the world's not as stable as we like to think. The only one that is stable is God Himself.
who's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Establish your ramparts where you can hear. You know, I say this a lot, but if you want a better pastor, here's what I would tell you. How about pray for the one you got? Do you believe that it, it, it can make a better preacher, a better pastor? Pray for the staff that God has given you. Establish your ramparts. Now is your time. Now is the day of our Lord. So I want to encourage all of us, both at home and here in this wonderful place, to go and write down for 2021 where your ramparts are. What's standing behind you as you stand on the front of that line and say, these are my people, and they're going to be covered. My prayer, I'm going to meet with the Lord and know how to pray for them. Church, would you please stand? I'm going to ask the altar team to make their way forward this morning. And would you join me in a word of prayer? Father God, as the altar team makes their way forward, Lord, prayer changes things. And it usually starts with us and how we pray. And so, Lord, I just pray that as, as people come forward to receive prayer this morning, that they'll know that we have established our rampart here at Harvest Connection for our families, for the family of the church. We've established, Lord, for this community. And the communities that we serve from Claude to Bushland to Amarillo, White Deer, Happy, Tulia, Canyon, Lord, they're, they're all over. The Texas Panhandle and throughout this country, and we establish a rampart, Lord, for this country. Father, protect it. Father, as one nation under God, indivisible. Lord, because we understand the power in Your blood, and we are grateful people. Lord, continue to put in us an ambition a will, a wantingness to pray. Teach us to pray, O oh God, and establish our ramparts. In Jesus' name, amen.